Welcome to Modern Body, Modern Life, the podcast for women who want to lose weight permanently, feel in control around food, and learn how to stop obsessing about their body and food. A modern way of thinking about your weight, your body, and your life includes mindset. I'm body and life coach Courtney Gray, and each week I'm going to teach you the mindset tools that are necessary for changing the way you eat forever. We will uncover why you're eating when you said you were going to stop, what to do when you're really craving something, and how important it is to decide what you want to believe is possible for you. I believe we can get in the best shape of our lives at any age. A modern body, a modern life all starts in your mind. And when you learn how to manage that, losing weight permanently becomes so much easier. Welcome to the podcast episode nine. Why is it so hard to stick to your good eating plan? This is going to be a good one. This is a really important podcast that I'm going to refer back to very often. And what I'm going to talk about is not sexy. It sounds kind of sexy. Why is it so hard to stick to your good eating plan? You're like, yes, tell me. But I'm actually going to be talking about your brain. But I promise you, you are going to remember this one. It is going to affect the way you eat. It's actually going to affect every area of your life. So strap in. First, let me just say, it is a absolutely gorgeous day in Northern California. It is only the end of January and I'm so ready for summer. <laughs> but today it was 72 degrees. I went for a walk in the park with my sister and I did a bunch of food prepping and making soup for a friend and it's just been a lovely day. So I'm happy to have you here with me. The information I'm going to share with you today is going to give you a much deeper understanding of why you have a hard time sticking to your good eating plan. And there's a part of you that is going to realize it's not quite your fault. It's kind of in the human design. So whether you want to eat better and you're not sticking to that healthy eating, whether you want to start moving your body, working out more, whether you are trying to not eat as much or not eat during certain times a day, this one is going to be very powerful for you. We are going to talk about your brain and how it is trying to protect you, how it is designed to protect you. Learning about my brain was a game changer for me. It really made sense of what was going on for me when I struggled making a plan to eat well and then not sticking to this plan. And then of course, being mad at myself, telling myself what is wrong with me that I'm not sticking to the plan. It kind of got rid of some shame once I really understood my brain. Understanding the science to my human brain really helped me make sense of all of the back and forth in my head. So often, so many of my clients tell me, and I get consults where people tell me that they feel like they're constantly making a decision to eat well and then changing their mind. It's like a roller coaster. Some people describe it as a war in their head. You make a plan to eat better tomorrow, and then tomorrow comes and you go back on that plan. And a lot of people feel in the in every moment they feel like that is truly them. And and then they change their mind. And so this is going to really make sense of that for you. And learning this really helped me to lose weight and then being able to keep the weight off. So the two areas of the brain I want to talk about is the prefrontal cortex and the primitive brain. 
First, let me talk about primitive brain. So early man had a primitive brain. It's a less evolved brain than the human brain we have now. And as we have evolved, humans grew to become more and more complex and able to function at a higher and higher level. And this higher, higher level is the role of the prefrontal cortex. But I'm going to start talking about the primitive brain and the role it plays in what you are literally putting in your mouth. The primitive brain is affecting what we hand to mouth. You may have heard of people talk about the primitive brain before. They they usually refer to it as like the monkey brain. I don't know why, but I hate referring to it as that. I always refer to it as a primitive brain, but the primitive brain is the basic function is to keep us alive. It is dedicated to our survival. If we think of the primitive brain in early man, its job was to keep early man alive. It helped them uh, stay alive by constantly giving them the desire to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. You may have heard this referred to as the motivational triad of those three things. Survival was based on seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and conserving energy. And when we think of seeking pleasure, we think of the pleasure for food, the pleasure for sex to be able to reproduce, the pleasure for warmth to stay alive and not freeze to death. When we think of avoiding pain, we think of avoiding predators. And also we think of the pain of being shunned by your group or back in the early human days of your tribe. You know, I always think about when we worry about what other people think. We all do. We try not to, but we all worry about what other people think. We worry about being judged. But really, that is a basic primitive brain survival mechanism. We don't want to be judged. We don't want to be kicked out of the tribe. We don't want to be shunned. The primitive brain also had us conser- has us conserving energy, right? We need to be ready to, if we think about early man, we needed to be ready to run or fight or possibly go without food. We needed to be able to conserve energy. All of these things kept us surviving. One of the ways our primitive brain gets us to seek pleasure is by releasing dopamine to motivate us to get more pleasure. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that our brain produces to give us the feeling of pleasure. It keeps us wanting to be safe. It keeps us feeling good. It keeps us avoiding things that don't feel good. And we can think of it in current day where like, let's say you've had a stressful day and you get home and you dive into the crackers or the pretzels or the chips. You get a flood of dopamine released in your brain and it makes you instantly feel better. Even if you weren't even feeling that bad, it's not like we have to be stressed or angry. It it just makes us feel better. Even if you're kind of blah, let's say you told yourself you'd not eat the birthday cake at someone's birthday. And then all of a sudden you're in front of the cake and you're, you say to yourself, who cares? And you decide to eat it. You get a flood of dopamine. That is your primitive brain telling you who cares. And you, the neurotransmitter gets released and you get that flood of dopamine. And it's almost like I always refer to it as the sweet relief, right? And it's interesting too, if you really think about it, that sweet relief comes even before you put the food in your mouth. I used to always think of myself as when I would be really bored and not wanting to make cookies and I'd be sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I would be like, what? why not? And I would look at the kids, you guys want some cookies? And they'd be like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, even before I made the cookies, even before I tasted the dough or tasted the cookies, I got that flood. The decision gave me a flood of dopamine. When you tell yourself you're going to go to the gym in the morning or go run on the treadmill and then you hit snooze, you get a dopamine hit. 
So our primitive brain, the use of dopamine has kept us alive for millions of years. It has done a good job. It has worked. But I like to say our primitive brain helps us stay alive, but it doesn't necessarily help us thrive. So how does this relate to why it's so hard sticking to your healthy eating plan? The combination of our primitive brain and our current society is problematic for many reasons. So first, like the availability of food. We don't need to be seeking so much pleasure from food because the desire for food is no longer necessary since food is everywhere. Our food system has chemically altered the food, so it is highly addictive. That doesn't work for us anymore. This desire, innate desire for us to taste delicious food is actually hurting us. It's no longer helping us. Also, we no longer need to be conserving as much energy. In fact, I think we can all argue that we should probably be expending more energy. And avoiding pain is not quite as relevant as it used to be. Most of us are pretty safe. We're living in a pretty safe time in history. So it's not our primitive brain's fault. When food was not so readily available and so highly addictive, this function of our primitive brain worked really well. Even a hundred years ago, food was not so modified to be so addictive and it's not, it was not so available, but there is good news. So thank God we have more than just our primitive brain running the show. So as humans evolved, we have developed a prefrontal cortex. Now we still have the primitive brain. The prefrontal cortex is just like an add-on. So we have our basic survival, but now humans have the ability to think at a higher level. The functions of the prefrontal cortex is what separates us from the other animals, from other non-mammals. So let's talk about what the prefrontal cortex does. It regulates our thoughts. It helps us make decisions. It helps us with abstract thinking, with creativity. It helps us ignore distractions. It helps us plan and regulate our behavior. It's the area of the brain responsible for creating the desire for a bigger life, for setting goals, for thinking of the future. I like to think of the primitive brain as like the big sister because it wants what's best for us, right? I like to think of my prefrontal cortex as the real me. It drives what I truly want for my life. So why does all this matter? Why does it matter that you understand these two parts of the brain? Because when you understand why your primitive brain tells you to just start tomorrow, eat the crackers right now, you, you deserve it, you can understand what's really going on. You can stop blaming your lack of self-control. You can stop feeling crazy. You can stop telling yourself you've changed your mind yet again and give yourself a, a big dose of shame because no, you haven't changed your mind you do want to lose weight. You do want to be the healthiest version of you. You want to eat better, but you have a primitive brain that wants you to be happy at every moment. And that is at odds with what you truly want for yourself. Once we understand how the different parts of the brain talk to us, we can decide which part to listen to. This is the magic, my friends. So for many of my clients, they struggle with the war that plays out in their head around food and their body and what they ultimately want for themselves. And they kind of like sometimes even describe it as like they have like the angel on one shoulder and the devil on one shoulder. Well, I like to think of it as the prefrontal cortex on one shoulder and the primitive brain on one shoulder. But instead of feeling torn between the two and not knowing which to believe, I want to suggest that your prefrontal cortex is you. 
It's the real you. So the reason it's so hard for you to stick to your plan is your primitive brain is getting in the way. Your primitive brain is always going to want you to seek pleasure in the moment. It doesn't care about you two months from now. It's the end of January right now. Your primitive brain does not care how you've done with your eating so far this year. Your primitive brain does not care that you're going on vacation this summer and you want to look and feel better. Your primitive brain doesn't care that you would feel so much better getting dressed in the morning, having sex, going out if you looked better and felt better. And it's not going to stop talking to you. (laughs) That's the bad news. It's not going to stop talking to you. But what happens now that you've listened to this podcast and hopefully I have given you some clarity, you can start to really differentiate who is talking to you. Is that my primitive brain or is that my prefrontal cortex? Here's how I want you to think about it. Think of the last time you told yourself you were going to start eating better like Monday morning or like the first of the month. It was your prefrontal cortex that made that plan for you. When it came time to eat better, whether it was Monday morning or the first of the month, your primitive brain told you, what's the point? You always give up. Today is not a good day to do this. You should definitely start next week. So I encourage you to start identifying which part of your brain is talking to you. Like as you go throughout your day, and it doesn't even have to be just around food. It could be, here's a silly example. I have to clean my fish tank. And so this morning I thought, okay, yeah, I'm cleaning my fish tank tonight. And now it's 4.30 in the evening and my primitive brain is like, you've worked hard all day, girl. You shouldn't do that. So what I need to remember in this moment, I've got my primitive brain telling me you shouldn't do that. You've worked so hard. You're so amazing. You shouldn't have to do any more work. Then I have my prefrontal cortex saying, hey, this is what what you knew you wanted to do. Who do I listen to? I listen to my prefrontal cortex because that is the real me. If you start listening to your prefrontal cortex as you go throughout your day, imagine what will happen in your life. Imagine what you will accomplish through your day. You will start to do things you've never done before. You will start to trust yourself. You will start to show up for yourself. You will start to actually do things differently that you planned on doing with your prefrontal cortex. So I hope that this was really clarifying for you. This is some of the work I do with my clients and it has really been helpful for them to start to understand as they go throughout their day, what is their primitive brain talking to them and what is their prefrontal cortex talking to them? It is the end of January, almost the end of January. I think we have a few more days left. It is a really exciting time to be working with me. I have clients right now that are losing anywhere from two to five pounds a week. They're still drinking wine. They're still eating bread. They're not on a diet. They're working out harder and moving their body in ways that they've always wanted to. They're using their gym membership like they have been wanting to, or they're using the equipment in their home like they've been wanting to. They're getting outside and they're walking and they're doing so much more as they've been wanting to. They're eating better, but not on a diet. They're eating better and they're learning how to eat better forever. They're eating better in a way that they know they can maintain. So even after they're finished losing the weight and they get to their ideal weight, they already are going to be eating better. There's not going to be anything to do differently at that point except for just keep going. 
So it's a great time to be working with me in my program. I work one-on-one privately with women to help them lose weight permanently. If you are interested, I would love to have you schedule a consultation. It is the first step to find out if you are interested in working with me and I would love to talk with you. I hope you have a great Tuesday. If you are ready to lose weight permanently, feel confident and at peace around food, I invite you to have a conversation with me. Schedule a consultation to talk about the results I get my private one-on-one clients and how I can help you live in the body you deserve. There's a link in the show notes to find a time for you and I to meet, as well as links to my website and my social sites.